Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kevin? Hey, John. How are you? Good. How's it going today, bud? Good, good. Well, congrats on the energetic new song. I uh, I got my face melted off a few times this morning, which was awesome. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, and actually, um, I, you know me. You know, I've already studied your lyrics and already know where some of the lyrics come from. But, of course, what I can't wait to dig into is this idea of we were born to be demon defiant. Um, I have to admit, in almost 1,100 of these Behind the Song devotionals, that's the first time I've talked about a lyric uh, that actually, in my opinion, addresses the moment we're facing um, and maybe the most um, direct way possible, which I really appreciate, just so you know. Um, and I wanted to start wow. with, though, you know, kind of where you're coming from, you know, about this moment we're in, in both, you know, the writing of this song. Um, I actually just, you know, I have a, a whole list of Bible verses of, of based on the topic of defiance. Uh, and you might be interested to know what some of those are and how I think they connect to this song. Because um, there's the right kind of defiance and the wrong kind of defiance. And I think you and I both know that. And, um, yeah, but from your perspective, I'd love to hear your inspiration in creating another uh, thematic album. I want to hear a little bit about that and then how this song kind of invites us into that theme. Well, man, I, as you know, I always love talking to you. And, yes, I would like to know those, <laughs> those Bible scriptures <laughs> because I'll probably be quoting them in other interviews as if they all came from, from me and not you. Uh, basically, I'll steal your, your ideas. But – um, All good. I always, like, uh, <laughs> I always like talking to you because you've got such great uh, Bible knowledge and you always seem to kind of get where I'm coming from. You know, the, uh, the, the song and the record, I think you are right in saying that it is thematic and it wasn't necessarily that I sent out saying we're making a thematic album about X, Y, and Z, but I did know that there was certainly a lot that God has been, uh, uh, what's the right word, that God has been speaking to me. Some people are uncomfortable with that language I've learned. <laughs> I'm sure. sorry. I'm in, a, nope, I get it. I'm in a weird mood. I'm in a weird mood today. Anyway, yeah, you know, things that, that I'm like are so on my heart, and I've been speaking about them, of course, for about a year and a half, and, and even more during this last year. It feels like it's ramping up. And I did pray that God would give me some songs to speak to, like, to speak to the moment. And I think that what I would say is in general, I mean, you always feel like that, that God has inspired your songs, you hope. And you always feel like that you're singing about something that matters. But I would say that this album feels more like we're, we're right. This album is for this moment. It's like directly mm. speaking to what is happening in culture in a way that, that I, I don't quite remember if we've ever done before. I'm not saying that we haven't, but it definitely feels different. It feels like more than just writing what's on my heart. It, it feels like this sort of, I don't know if you want to call it prophetic edge, if that's the right way to say it, but a, it feels like this is what's going on, and this is what, this is what I believe is happening behind the curtain in, in the spiritual realm, in the spiritual warfare. And I even said to the day, I think defiance is a theme of the record. It's a very defiant record. And that's a defiance, I think, towards a great many things. And one of those things is a defiance to fear. And fear, you know, fear kind of doesn't just manipulate you, but fear makes you think irrationally. And I'm finding that we are in a really irrational time, even for those of us who love the Bible, and even for those of us who read the Bible, there still can, this fear can, can make you think things that are irrational and you can forget the things that you know. And I found that in my own life, um, when dealing with issues, 
uh, with people or, you know, whatever it may be. I mean, you could talk about, could be literal things like pandemics and, you know, COVIDs and, and, and lockdowns, and, or it could be very spiritual things such as a lot of the ensuing depression that is hitting a lot of people. You know, that's more of an internal struggle, right? An internal struggle yeah. of alcoholism and the rates of suicide I've seen in, in young girls that are, you know, on the rise. And my kids are still teenagers, so they still have friends who are incredibly depressed over the last year that they just don't have anything to live for. They don't know what to do. Their whole world has crashed down, and they don't have an, they don't have an anchor, you know. And, of course, we know that anchor is Christ, and, and we know that, that the truth of Christ will set you free. You will have a peace when, when you are, you know, I guess you would say close, close to the Prince of Peace. But without the Prince of Peace, I really don't know how people make it. So, anyway, those are all the things that I think go into this record. So it is a defiance towards fear. It's a defiance towards groupthink. You know, me having to repeat Everything that, you know, the culture tells me I must in order for me to, you know, be able to have a business or to thrive or for some people to have keep their jobs. They're being forced to say or do things that they do not believe in on all sorts of levels. And uh, it's defiance towards that group thing. And I think that for somebody like you and your audience would know that it is a, also a defiance towards what I believe is a, an, a, an increasingly secularist ideology that is taking over a culture, even taking over some large swaths of the Christian church uh, that is becoming less biblical and more secular. And I, I think it's in, it's in defiance towards that. It's in defiance towards the idea that as Christians, we should, we should be comfortable with pluralism. And we should be comfortable with, uh, hey, you know what? We all should be able to, you know, even in the church, we, we got to listen to other people's point of views. And it, it's in defiance towards that. And I guess what I mean by, by that, whether that's pertinent for this particular song or not, I guess what I would say is I do think there are increasingly a lot of Christians that don't know that pluralism is actually not the goal. The goal is the lordship of Christ over the nations. And... I understand we live in a pluralistic society, and we love people that don't agree with us, but the goal is not like, hey, what would be really, really great <laughs> is, it, is if we have a, uh, an entire society where I get to say what I think, and then a pedophile gets to say what he thinks, and we're all equal. That, that's not actually the goal, you know? And right. I think that we as Christians have not really understood. I, I mean, I think the church has not done a very good job. All of us, our leaders, have not done a great job of vision casting towards the lordship of Christ over the nations and what that might mean, or should mean, I should say. No, I love that. Thank you. Um, that was actually the context I was hoping you would bring up, so thank you for all those things you brought up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to frame it into maybe four Bible verses, if that sounds okay to you. Um, yeah, and I'm going to tie, tie it into verse two, because I feel like verse two – packs a lot of punch. Um, you know, all the liars around me, like the wolves of the walls, they surround me. And we can talk about 
Wheat and pears uh, as well with that. Um, in the face of the fear, uh-huh. I keep standing tall because I will conquer this. I come out like a lion, and you and I have talked about the song Lions before, so I feel like that's an appropriate um, reference. And then the line I just mentioned, I was born to be demon defiant, and I won't ever let this kingdom fall. I'll show them. So I love that, by the way. Call to action. Like that's actually, as you know, the format of these conversations is, you know, what's the message? What's the scripture? What's the call to action? And I feel like there's a message, scripture, and call to action all in that section there. So, so here's one of the messages I wanted to talk about. So that lion reference, you know, there is, of course, the lion of the tribe of the king of Judah. And one of my favorite descriptions um, of him as a lion is in Hosea 11.10. They will follow the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. And I just love that picture. Um, that, that's, that's NIV. That is our lion. That's great. Um, of the tribe of the king of Judah, and we know who that is as Jesus Christ, and we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit more. And I'm going to jump to, to the lordship, the kingdom reference, in Philippians 2, 10 and 11, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven mm. and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There, That addresses a little bit of your pluralism, um, and I think it also addresses the wolves, um, question a little bit like is there is there something seeping even into the church that isn't bowing the knee to the lordship of jesus and i think that's an important reference i think i I, and i i actually have to give you five love verses i'm sure you're okay with that um i think we should jump all the way to revelation 12 11 i think this is a big part of the takeaway message and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and I love this next line, yes. and they did not love their lives to the death. And yes. I feel like that's the, that's the moment we're in. I mean, we are not in a moment of wanting to love our lives so much that we need to compromise what we stand for, and we shouldn't be loving our lives in our comfort so much that we go along to get along. Um, and that's why I think that word defiant has relevance here, because it's actually about standing up for what's right, even in the face of persecution, possibly in the case of death. And I feel like I wanted to give those three pretty strong Bible verses. I think they kind of anchor the the action item, but then I'm going to give two more. Uh, I feel like an example we have is Daniel, right? And Daniel 3, um, we got to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods, lowercase g, or worship the image of gold you have set up. And then I mentioned I had something about defiance. Um, And to me, this is kind of the most obvious one. Acts 5.29, but Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. Mm -hmm. So. That's what I want to write about. And, of course, I'll put in – obviously, I will put in Romans 8 and uh, the more than conquerors verse. Obviously, you know, you know me. I've got the ears to hear what you're singing about in that song. But I wanted your reaction to, like, those different ways that defiance is kind of both personified, 
you know, by, you know, the, the apostles in Acts, by, you know, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Uh, but then also this lion, you know, we serve this, this name of Jesus that we're going to bow to in that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, did not love their lives to death. That's being demon defiant. That's it. That's what it's about. Um, so that's, those are how I hear your song, but I'd love to get, you know, your thoughts about that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's so on point. It's actually kind of crazy. Um, and I'm not saying that to butter you up. I, I honestly mean, there's no reason for me to butter you up. We've done like 5,000 interviews. Um, <laughs> yes. I, honestly, it's so on point and it has a lot of personal, <clears throat> I mean, I got kind of quite vulnerable with that because over the last year, of course, I mean, I think what happened with me was realizing that we were, let me say it like this. I have always said that I am ready to give up my career for, for the gospel. That, that's mm. not even, uh, to me, that's not even hard, right? If, if the mm. whole world decides to hate me and never listen to the skillet, that's fine for the gospel. I'm ready to give my life for the gospel if it means actual death, right? What I find difficult is knowing when it is time to lay it on the line. So in, 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 in mm. other words, there were times in history, like, you know, when you read about, you know, 19, what would that be, 1917, let's say, 1918, and, and Russia, when, and Lenin is coming into power, and you read some of these testimonies of people, there were a lot of, uh, you know, quote, good people that they, mm. they really weren't sure, like, is this bad or is this good? Because the things that they are hearing you know, the propaganda they were hearing was all about peace. And, of course, as we know, in hindsight, we go back and we read history and we find out, yes, it was Soviet propaganda. It was Lenin, Leninist propaganda. It wasn't peace in the way that we mean peace. What they mean is they are going to have peace through coercion, <laughs> right? And you read these people, and then some of them were like, no, no, I actually think – we see the same with Bonhoeffer, right? Um, we see yeah. a lot of – uh, Christians not understanding the moment, and Bonhoeffer saying, no, this is the moment. We must do something about this. And it's easy to read that in hindsight. It's a lot less simple when you're in the moment and you're wondering, is this the time that I'm supposed to lay it on the line? And that's what happened to me about a year and a half ago, a year ago, even a year and a half ago, realizing the moment that we were in, seeing what's happening in the church, Yes, seeing a lot of the wolves in sheep's clothing coming to the church and stealing off some of the sheep with words that, you know, tickle, tickle, their, tickle people's ears and this and that and the other, and being like, okay, you know what? Uh, it is time to lay it on the line. And sometimes laying it on the line means that you have to call things what they are. And when I see a lot of these, some of these things would be um, – ideologies coming to the church. It's not actual Christian theology. It's more like it's other things. And being able to call that a doctrine of demons, it just needs to be said, you know? And yes, yes. that's going to maybe, in some ways, it might cause some, some division, but that division is already there. Like the enemy has come into the camp. You're not causing division yeah. by, by, by naming the enemy. And so that sort of thing, all of those things were rolling around in my mind and the encouragement 
as you said, of course, is that great scripture that we are more than conquerors um, in Christ. Yep. But, but, but the reason it's so encouraging is because we realize that, that the battle is not actually mine. It, it, the battle does not belong to me. It's not my battle. It's not my enemies. They are Christ's enemies. It is his battle. So when you, you pick up your sword, you know, which, of course, is the word of God, when you pick up your sword, yep. it, is, it is Christ doing battle through us. And I think that that's, a, that's so encouraging, isn't it? Because I know that I can't win the battle, but I know that Christ can win the battle. And so all those things were kind of uh, going th- through my mind. But you are absolutely right to pick up on the uh, uh, never bow the knee when it's do or die. In other words, we're not at the dying point yet, but it seems more possible now than it did 10 years ago in America. Yeah. Um, it actually yep. seems like we could actually be giving up jobs for Christ for, for the, almost the first time in our country. You could be losing uh, – I mean, there are some – I guess what I'm saying is nothing is too extreme because of where the country is going and because I think the church, we've not really done a good enough job at, at being clear on, on what we believe. So, uh, and I will say the word defiant is in, is in the album in this song, and the word defiant is in another song that I'm assuming you haven't heard yet. Um, the name of the song is Standing in the Storm. And it also has a lyric. I'll tell you the lyric really quick, only because I was never think I never noticed that I had said the word defiant several times until the record was done. Mm. And I was like, oh, funny. Um, standing in the storm, the lyric says, time for me to be defiant because I won't be silent when I suffer. Slinging shots at Goliath, I'm going to call down fire, rain, and thunder. Mm. <laughs> So it has that same sort of Old Testament kind of uh, Old Testament battle sort of. These are actually the moments we're in, but our enemy is not flesh and blood. You know, it, it's principalities right, right. And, and, and so on. Yeah, no, in our last conversation, which I think is an excellent transition to this conversation, was Terrify the Dark. And, and that was, I think, the fifth song we talked about from your last record, and I wanted to talk about all of the songs from the last record, so I'm really glad we had a chance to talk again so soon about a new record. And no, I've not heard anything beyond um, Surviving the Game. But what I, what I like about that word defiant and it being maybe a theme or through line is that my final question for all of my interviews with you, and you've already answered that question, is, you know, what's the takeaway message, right? What is the... Um, you know, if you were to give it as a sermon, these lyrics, what would you want people to do with this information? And I think it's pretty clear. It's obey the word of God and be discerning um, about what the word of man is. Because right now, more than ever, we have to have that kind of discernment. And you're not going to have it if, you aren't not, if you're not spending time with the Lord every day. So I'm not putting your words in your mouth. I'm going to tell you how what I'm going to do with this song. Um, uh, one, next time you see me, because um, I'm sure we'll catch up in person at some point, um, is I've lost 35 pounds and I've been Ooh. exercising every day. Um, wow. I walk, nine miles a, I walk nine miles a day 
and I've started doing um, CrossFit uh, with some guys from my church. And I've taken like what I can control uh, in this pandemic, which is getting rid of my underlying health conditions and um, having my temple of the Holy Spirit be something I'm a better caretaker of, right? Like, so I've realized one of the things we can do as Christians is be an example. Um, And in a way, I feel like maybe Daniel's again, my, my guide, like, you know, Daniel had that, you know, Daniel vegetable diet and he was even had a better count, had a better countenance than, um, you know, the uh, Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians and all that. And, and they were the ones who bowed the knee, right? So the ones who bowed the knee weren't, doing as well as the guy who obeyed the Lord, right? And then, speaking of lions, he was thrown in a pit with a lion, (laughs) and God rescued him. God rescued him there, too, right? So we have these biblical pictures of of God honoring defiance, even to the point of death. His three friends were, well, and Daniel as well, right, willing to die for their faith. Um, And their obedience was was correctly directed it was directed based on what god's word told them to have no other god before um before our one true god right so there's the why we can't have pluralism there are no other gods there's one god um and the man jesus christ our mediator he's it and we're going to bow at his name every knee will bow so i love the the bow reference like you said in the pre-chorus the never bow the knee but I also feel like, so that's one of the takeaways. But then what does that look like, right? Like what does being demon defiant look like? And what does I, will never let, I won't ever let this kingdom fall look like? It's basically having more urgency uh, about being obedient to the word of God. To me, that's almost that simple. And uh, you know me, I'll, I'll pray over and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through these verses in our conversation, what I think that should look like. But I kind of... Wanted to run that by you, that that's my takeaway message uh, about this song. And I'm looking forward to hearing how that flows into the rest of the record, because I'm sure that will continue to encourage me and give us other touch points and perspectives on that theme. But maybe you could give me a yeah. preview of how, how maybe that action item maybe flows a little bit into the, the concept of the, the record Dominion. Sure. Well, I mean, look, absolutely agree with all of that. I do think that that is the action, if you will. I think that that it also touches on um, many things I've talked about in in Cooper, so it's all kind of coming into one. But I do think because of our culture, we we kind of created a, uh, let's see, we kind of live in a culture where nobody wants to be mean to anyone else, right? You don't want to trigger someone. You don't want to give, you want to do harm to anyone. And all of those words have kind of changed their definition. And, and mm. part of what, part of what I mean also when I say I was born to be demon defiant is that, you know, I think in the nineties people would have understood that defiance can be a really good thing. In 2020 yeah. people, a lot of Christians think the word defiance is just mean. It's just angry, and Jesus was nice to people. I hear this all the time. Jesus Mm. was so nice to people, and he treated everybody awesome. He was amazing. Everywhere he went, everybody wanted to be with him. And I hear that all the time. And and 
there, of course, is an element of truth in that. But, but, but there also is an element of truth that on a routine basis, Jesus made people so angry they tried to kill him, throw him off a cliff. Right. All, all, of his, all of the crowds leave him because what he says is too radical about eating his flesh and, you know, and this, that, and the other. I mean, it wasn't actually the case that Jesus was never rude to people. The rich young ruler, uh, there's almost no Christian on the planet, <laughs> not in America anyway, that if somebody came up and said, what must I do to follow Jesus? And we said, do this and this and this. They said, I've done all those things. And then if we said, well, okay, but Jesus has to be the number one Lord of your life. And if you're not willing to make him Lord, then you're not worthy to be called a disciple. And he walks away. There's almost not a Christian in America that wouldn't beg that guy. Please give Jesus a chance. Please, let's, let's play another round, another stanza, and you can think about it some more. You know, we beg people to follow Christ, and Jesus didn't beg people. He, he talked to Nicodemus. He tried. Uh, I shouldn't say he tried. That's the wrong theological language. But, you know, he, he, he loved people. He said the truth. Right. And then after that, it, you know, it, it, uh, it, he wasn't begging folks. And so I think that part of the action of this, I think is, is, is I hope that people will, will realize that it is good to be defiant, as you say, in its correct context, and that the right. time actually is now, and that you actually are at war, whether you know you're at war or not. And I think that's part of the problem. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't even know the battle had started. It's almost like you're, you're going to run a race. You know, have you ever been ready to run a, run a race? And they're like, okay, guys, here we go, three, two, one. You're like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. <laughs> uh, start, start over the count, my shoe's untied. And everybody has started the race except for you. Um, and I feel right. like that that is the war that's going on. So I love that you, um, I love that you picked up on pluralism thing. I don't know how many people are going to pick up on that, but that is a theme throughout the record. Um, the record is called Dominion. And I, of course, have a lot of things that I say Dominion means in my secular, you know, press questions. Sure. It's like, hey, Dominion is about um, having some sort of control over your life and not letting other forces control you so you can, you know, believe what you want to believe and say what you want to say. I mean, that is all true. And it is about the fact that I think we have other things vying for authority over our lives. And that right now seems to be fear. You could look at it from a government intrusion standpoint, other people's opinions cancel culture, alcoholism, and depression from all these, you know, all the isolation and, and, and all the economic situation, hardship. And you could look at it from a lot of different point of view. But with anyone with ears to hear, they will hear the song Dominion and realizing that I'm talking about, you know, that vision, that hope that we all have, that every kingdom of the earth will become the kingdom of God and that his lordship would be made known all over the earth, that, and that we would be in that incorruptible city forever and ever, the city of God. But that, that's the dream. You know, that's what we are all longing for. It's the blessed hope, isn't it, for his dominion to be known. And so that theme definitely runs here and there through the album. Now, maybe it's not all that obvious, but the song Dominion, it, it is very anti-establishment. It's very anti 
uh, uh, I will never bow down to the state. Um, it actually says that in the song. Um, and it talks about the, the idolatry of the power state, of the government trying to be the god of your life and trying to, to get your allegiance. That is a, a form of idolatry. So there's actually some pretty deep theological concepts in there for people with ears to hear. Otherwise, they may just pick up on the fact that it sounds rebellious and cool. <laughs> and, which, uh, which then, then they need to channel that into, like, what are they fighting for, right? So it, you know, a lot of the what am I against, like, I think that's okay that maybe you invite them into being against evil, right? That's the whole common yes. theme here. But we need to define Correct. what evil is. So yeah. to your point of, like, why don't we, this is why I said earlier on the go along to get along approach. Um, but, yeah, you can't just go along with evil. You just can't. Um, that's, that Absolutely. is the lesson we have. That's the lesson we have from Scripture. And there, there are lines that are being crossed all over the place. And, yes, Jesus had righteous indignation because he was the way, the truth, and the life. And, therefore, if he had righteous indignation, so should we because we are his little little Christ. We are his followers. Um, yes. So thank you for being a leader in that space because, like you said, you, you could – stay out of the fray you you could make that choice you could just say hey we'll just kind of make make rock songs and and be a rock band and and try to be as uh, appealing to as many people as possible but I actually feel like as we've had these conversations over the years you've actually gotten more urgent and I'm hearing even more biblical truth um, uh, coming you know to the surface it's always been there but I think it's it's even more in my opinion self-evident and then mm. I love that you're willing to partner with me to like make it more blatant um, because you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it I'm gonna basically say smack people over the face with it and be like um, hey guys this is what God's word says um, <laughs> and so so I so love. I appreciate you you standing in that same gap with me um, it makes me more bold to be bold along with you. So I wanted you to know your boldness is infectious because it gives me more boldness. And you know I'm doing these every single week. So I love that you and I, I think we're on a similar spiritual track together, um, that yeah. we feel the Lord telling us the time is now. And therefore, we're not waiting. Um, we're, yeah. we're saying, um, my life verse, just you know, is Isaiah 6, 8. You know, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? who will go for us, and I said, here I am, send me. You know, that's it. That's pretty much why I do these. That's why you and I are talking. That's why my perspective on these conversations is biblical. Um, and, yes, I have enough evidence online to convict me uh, of, of being a Christian, and I'm okay with that. So, yeah, and I imagine absolutely. you are as well. Oh, I love it. Well, I think it's great what you, also, what you said about, the, uh, the action of reading your Bible, and, and maybe this would be probably the, I just would add this in. I, I think that is really important, and part of it, I think, is that a lot of Christians, I, and I've been guilty of this, too, so I, I mean, I put myself in the same bag here. I think a lot of us just think that when we say read your Bible, that it's more to do with just the fact that if you read your Bible, you will care more about the Lord, right? So, in other words, 
we all know what sin is, and if I read my Bible, I will want to do what is right. But I think there's another element of that that, again, because we haven't taught worldview all that well in, in the church in the last couple decades, there's another element of that, that you read your Bible so that you know what evil is. And I think a lot of, mm-hmm. again, this goes down to the pluralism. I think a lot of Christians, myself included 10, 15 years ago, I think that we kind of thought, in general, everyone knows what is wrong and right. Whether you're a Christian or not, whether you're uh, from a different religion, maybe you're an atheist, maybe you're whatever you are, but we all pretty much know what is wrong and right. And that's actually not, not really the case. I mean, if you look at America right now, in fact, I don't even want to say that's not really the case. That is not the case. If you look at America right now, there's a large contingent of people who actually believe that, you know, um, abortion is actually a positive good. You know, that is a – it's not that – I'm not saying they all, like, love killing babies. I'm not saying that. But they believe that women having the option is righteous. And they believe that people like me and presumably you – to say, no, I don't think we should have that option, they think that we are right. actually evil. And so what, what, that is the most simple example to show that oh, you know, totally. if, we don't, if we don't read our Bible, then we will actually not know what righteousness is because we are born you know, into original sin. And so I think that's really important for Christians to understand that there's not this sort of natural idea that just by natural wisdom we will – Everybody on the earth will come to, to, to an agreement on what is righteous and, and what is evil. That's not actually the case. We must go to the Word. So I think it's important that you say, this is how you become demon defiant. You go to the Word, and as you meditate yep. on his law, you will, you will begin to love righteousness. Amen. I love that. And by the way, you and I, you know, when we talked about Lucy, um, we, we had an excellent uh, pro-life conversation together um yes, all those years did. ago Gosh, and, a long time ago and and by the way that's like you said though that is in that i i think it's 10 years ago now right yeah it's more than maybe more than that now Good um, um but 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 there was like uh that was a, in a way a more poetic way of addressing that topic and in a way it was like like trying to love um, people into the truth, which I think is a still a tender and great thing to do. But I feel like what has changed is like, hey, guys, like we've tried to gently tell you this. Now we maybe need to more um, firmly tell you this. I feel like yeah. that's what's changed um, in my opinion. Uh, you know by the way, I was, you're right. I have about a 1,500-song playlist that just plays in my house all the time. And uh, Lucy's on the playlist. And I remember I was outside grilling in the last month or so and the song came on and I just sat and just listened to those lyrics. And I, I found myself meditating about the importance of that, of that, the allegory in the song, but, but also the, the truth of that song. And, and, you know, I do think it's probably had a great impact, but as you're saying, you know, I don't feel like, unfortunately that situation's gotten better. It seems like it's gotten worse. Um, from yeah. from then till now, and and the, you know, and I think that's an example of as Christians, it seems like it's time to stand in the gap. Uh, like we can't maybe mm-hmm. try to be just loving. Um, we also need to be uh, truth tellers, even if it costs us. Um, and that's yeah. okay. 
because it, it costs Jesus everything. And that's why I read you that Acts passage, by the way, because that's what, that's what the early church had to do. And it did cost all yeah. of them their lives. Mm. And, and therefore, we have to be okay with the fact that if we're approaching a second coming, um, which we don't have to dig into whether we think we are or not, um, the, the point is we, are, we have a model of what being faithful looks like. And let's be that. Let's, let's be those people. Um, so, yes, so thank you as always. Thank you as always, brother. Um, obviously, some of this won't make the full article, but I do appreciate it because I think it'll help me, one, write about your record. Um, I think I always am hopefully able to write a more insightful review because of these conversations. Um, right. <laughs> you know, two, 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 I think it helps me have future song conversations with you. It sounds like Dominion is a song we need to talk about for sure. Um, and then three, <laughs> yep. you know, I've even written, I've written up your set when I see you in concert. I feel like I want people to understand if they come out and see a skillet show, you know, yeah, be entertained, but also be, be brave, be bold. Um, yeah. Understand that in addition to going to a skillet show, you know, now go live out those words every day. Um, you know, don't be a secret Christian. Uh, it's okay. Let's step out in the light. Let's, let's, let's live out the words that terrify the dark. Uh, I wanted you to know this too. I have um, a workout playlist. I told you I'm, I'm exercising every day. And, and Terrify the Dark has actually been literally one of my favorite songs in my playlist. Um, so wow. obviously Surviving the Game will be added right now. Uh, but uh, but I've, <laughs> I've really been blessed. I've been blessed by the message of that song in my exercise time. And it has really, um, it's really been a, a big uh, theme for me, a big anthem for me these last couple of years. So thank you for that. Wow, that's awesome. Man, I love to hear that. I love it. Yeah, well, hey, I see. I think you're in New Jersey, and you're a little too far for me to come see you. But hopefully, you'll make it back to my um, lockdown state of Pennsylvania at some point. Uh, <laughs> some, <Yes. laughs> some bands are coming. Some bands are coming back through. So if you're able to make it through, I'd love to come hang out again sometime. Man, I would love it. Any, I, honestly, anytime. Let me know. Come hang out. We'll have some fun. You know, we, I love seeing you. Love chatting with you. Awesome. Well, thank you as always, John, and uh, I'll get this up in the next couple of weeks. I'll make sure I send it back to your management team. And uh, until we talk again, uh, all the best and God bless. And, and congrats on the great new song. I'm looking forward to hearing the record. Well, thanks a bunch. All right. I appreciate you doing it. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, John. Take care. Uh, all right, buddy. Later. All right. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.